support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles, with me, your host, James Whitelock. As AI becomes commonplace in our working lives, and the ease and speed with which we can roll out tools like chatbots, where does this leave human-to-human conversation in the recruitment process? Do job seekers prefer talking to a bot over a human? Joining me to discuss this is Mike Seidel, co-founder of Work Here. Mike talks us through the value of a real conversation with a human instead of a bot, and how you can manage this at scale. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules podcast. And I am joined today by Mike Seidel from Work Here. Um, Mike, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, it, uh, it's been a little bit of a chore to get you here and a little bit of a challenge, let's say. Uh, we've had some technical issues this morning, um, but it is great to have you uh, on board. Um, Mike, for people who aren't necessarily kind of aware of you uh, and the business, can you just kind of give us a brief kind of background about yourself and a little bit just a quick overview of the business? Okay, I'm I'm a six time startup entrepreneur. So this is my sixth company I've started. Uh, I started uh, work here. Uh, I was working for a company with a couple of the founders of uh, Monster.com. And uh, when I left, I left with uh, the CTO there, uh, and we decided we were going to try to change uh, recruiting for the better and try to make it easier for employers to find jobs, easier for workers to find uh, better jobs that pay more. And so we started off down this road of building a. a Kind of a Zilla or kind of a a, uh, a Yelp for jobs uh, type of app, and we did that, brought it to market, uh, ran that thing for three years, and then we realized we had the wrong product and had to retool completely. And uh, we did that, just coming out of that now, and it, uh, we we've sold more in the last month than we did all of 2020. Um, so you say you had to kind of retool the product. What, what what was it? What was it that kind of elicited that change? And what is it you did then? And what is it you do now? Okay, so uh, what happened was COVID. Um, we had a product that was um, it, it was really you know I said Yelp for jobs. It puts jobs on a map. You can see where all the jobs are around you. It was a really cool mobile app. But the problem with that mobile app was that uh, um, it was an extra for a lot of the employers that. That were using us, um, you know, they had Indeed, they had LinkedIn, they had all these big job boards they could use to find talent, and um, we we had started doing some chat uh, work for um, some of our employers to make their recruiting efforts more effective. We started doing that about two years ago, and then when COVID hit, uh, we had uh, in between March and April of 2020, we lost 80 percent of our revenue and had to do something different. So we uh, refocused and we built an app that allows employers uh, to take an application off of a job board like Indeed and turn that into an instant human-to-human conversation. 
So we uh, spent all last year building that, released it in December, and uh, it, it's been um, incredible to see the level of adoption we've had in just a month. And, and we picked up really big customers, companies like PPG and CVS. So explain to me how that process works, because that's not something I've come across before. So I know everyone who listens to this will know about chatbots. Everyone knows about messengers. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of it's something a little different, though, right? This is from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. What we ended up doing was um, looking at the experiences that were out there like chatbots, and we realized that something was really missing, and that was the human part of that. Um, and, and people can tell a chatbot within a few chat, a few messages. You know you're talking to a bot. It's just too quick. It's too perfect. It doesn't understand what the heck you're saying. Um, and uh, so we uh, decided we'd do it with people. That was a big difference. And then we built out a platform that allows recruiters to chat with candidates. And it's built around um, the style of communication that you have to have as a recruiter. Um, so we ingest, uh, you know, what it looks like if you're a job seeker is you uh, simply apply on Indeed or apply on LinkedIn or apply on one of the big job boards. And then you get a text message and it might say something like, um, you applied for Java Developer 3. Uh, Alex, a recruiter, would like to talk to you. Can you chat now? And if you say yes, it connects you with Alex. And uh, Alex is able to ask you all the questions he needs to ask, make sure and confirm all the skills you've got are correct. And um, then if, if you're qualified, we're able to actually uh, send people assessments, schedule video interviews, actually do video interviews, um, all um, you know, kind of around that chat session. Um, we're doing all the chat via SMS. So uh, even if you disconnect from the internet, it still works. So it's it's been um, or just a really big improvement for the recruiters that saves them a lot of time. And probably more importantly, um, it lets them uh, keep up with the number of candidates that they're getting right now because with COVID, um, job applications are starting to climb very rapidly in the U.S. because a lot of the people that were uh, on unemployment, those benefits are ending, and and uh, they're trying to re-enter the workforce. Um, it's interesting you've kind of gone down the SMS route, uh, and my now I've got a little bit of knowledge about the kind of the US market and as, and its difference to kind of some of the other regions. And SMS is still quite a kind of a big tool, right? As a uh, whereas in other regions around the, the the kind of the globe, and let's take the UK as a you might do this on WhatsApp. Right. This is that's where you would have probably gone with this. But it's interesting. You've kind of gone down the SMS route. We actually uh, it's really interesting that you bring that up because we started, believe it or not, in the U.S. with Facebook Messenger. So uh, we started off on Facebook and uh, then we tried WhatsApp for a while in the U.S. Um, Not a lot of adoption of WhatsApp here in the U.S. right now. But the way we built our app, we can very easily go back to using platforms like WhatsApp and uh, Facebook. But for the U.S., SMS is the kind of universal standard. Everybody has it on their phone already, and uh, it's unlimited. The carriers don't charge the people uh, who who have a phone for SMS messages. They they do charge the businesses that send SMS. So... um, it, it kind of is the least common denominator. And when you're trying to reach people and you don't know what kind of technology they have or, or what kind of device they have, SMS is probably the best way to do it, at least in the US. I think if we were in other markets, you're right. WhatsApp would probably, probably be where we go. Yeah. I mean, it's the lowest barrier to entry, right? The SMS. And it's interesting yes. that it, it's obviously a, there's a financial kind of aspect in there that I wasn't necessarily aware of that the, the cost of the SMS is on the send and not necessarily the the kind of job seeker in, in in this in this sense, whereas again in other other regions like the UK, for instance, 
there's there's a cost for me to send an SMS to to re- respond basically yeah yeah it, SMS works differently in the US than it does elsewhere and and you know that that was really good for WhatsApp's business plan uh, yeah um and so immediately I'm thinking right so you are a business that is kind of that, that's using your your platform and it's all about this kind of human to human contact ab- above the kind of chatbot that is kind of becoming you know pretty standard these days how do you stop yourself from getting flooded with all these kind of messages and how what's where's where's how do you you know if i was a recruiter uh, i'd be thinking this sounds like a great tool that i can kind of kind of qualify a few people but um at high volume this this seems scary you know it it sometimes feels like you've connected yourself directly to a fire hose or something like that because the the candidates come very quickly uh but uh, we, we've got, we do have some chatbot capability in our product that, that can ask some early screening questions and can do some knockout work to, to limit the workload. So our, our chat agents are spending their time with qualified people. But at the same time, um, we've, we've built our product so a chat agent can handle up to 300, 400 conversations in a single day. So it, it's um, pretty remarkable what kind of workload a, a a chat agent can handle. And if you compare that to using the telephone and email and the old way of doing things, we found that uh, recruiters are about four to six times more productive using chat than they are using the kind of traditional ways of getting in touch with people. It takes an awful lot of dials to get a hold of somebody anymore. Yeah, yeah I get. and I assume that this is just kind of handled via a dashboard as opposed to actually a recruiter sitting there with his phone, literally answering kind of, you know, 20, 20 text oh, yeah. messages. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We you can you can operate our app through your phone if you really want to, but uh, you know having a having a full screen and a, a keyboard really helps you go faster <laughs> if if you're trying to do this you know at any kind of scale at all. And you mentioned um, uh, what was the term you just used for the people who are handling these these messages? You just you, there was a term that you've kind of you, you just used. What was that? Yeah, we used the term chat agent to okay. to describe somebody who's working on chat. I, I think that. Um, Kind of comes from um, a lot of times the recruiters um, will will take a candidate after a chat agent talks with them. So a chat agent might do that. What we would initially call a phone screen, yeah. a chat agent might do that via chat, and then hand off a highly qualified candidate to a recruiter who's going to do an actual interview. Um, and and by using that kind of two step model, it's not too far off what we see in sales and marketing where we've had. BDRs take over the first, you know, the whole top of the funnel now is done by business development representatives instead of by the sales reps. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go back to when I started in sales 20 years ago, you had sales reps doing it all. And it, it was a tremendous grind and and you'd spend 80% of your time on the things that made uh, 20% of the money and instead of 80% of your time on the things that made 80% of the money. Yeah. Um, and these, these chat agents, are those kind of, is that is that something that work here kind of deploy, or is it something that kind of the the recruitment agency or the or the the, the hiring company that they would have in place, or is there a combination of the two? Actually, it's a combination of the two. When we started this, we had our own chat team, so we started by building the tool for our own team, and then we made it so that other you know other companies could buy it, and then they could use our chat team if they didn't have the the people to do this, you know, contrary to what a lot of people think, most organizations don't have a lot of recruiting, uh, a lot of man hours in the recruiting department. And so um, recruiter time is really at a premium. And so the whole idea of a chat agent, is kind of bringing that whole BDR concept 
to recruiting where we've got people that are going to take the first pass at a candidate, make sure they're qualified, and then hand them over to the recruiter so they can do the, the full interview and, and, and um, you know, hopefully drive that to a, a successful hiring interaction. But it's been a neat thing to add that layer because it really, really does make things more efficient. Um, and having a look at some of the businesses you work with, you've got quite a broad scope of businesses that kind of uh, have kind of signed on to, to use work here. Um, are there industries that you see and that, you're, that you may or may not be working with that kind of do this better than others and kind of work, work this way better than others? Um, what we're finding uh, is we started this thing and we, we really were focused on uh, kind of blue collar, you know, warehouse and re- restaurant and retail and high volume kinds of jobs. And we thought, hey, that's going to be where, uh, where this fits the best. And, and it does fit there very well. But uh, last, as we went into launching our product, we had a, a, a startup that's in the same office building with us that needed to hire AWS engineers. And that's a highly technical role, really, really, really uh, hard to recruit for. And they asked us if we would try using our, our system uh, to recruit AWS engineers. In three weeks, we had 86 candidates for them and they made a hire uh, a week or two after that. And um, what was remarkable about it was the process of chatting with with the candidate worked just as well for those engineers as it did for, uh, you know, the next great forklift driver. And uh, so what we ended up uh, realizing is that this, this model that we have seems to work everywhere because even, even in management jobs and, um, you know, think, think, uh, you know, six figure a year, white collar kinds of jobs. um, The thing that's really missing out there is a great candidate experience. Most people apply for a job on a job board and then they wait three, four weeks. And then if they're lucky, they get a vaguely worded letter telling them that they're not going to get an interview. And uh, you contrast that to the experience we're able to do through chat. You apply for the job, you get to talk to somebody within minutes, and uh, you find out right away if you're not qualified, we'll tell you why. And I invite you to come back and apply once you have a qualification. If you do get to the interview, you know you're getting interviewed, you know when that's going to be. And the whole process didn't take very long at all. You know, you find out almost right away. And that's a really, really different experience than what most people get when it comes to do a job search. It's pretty and, impersonal. Um, and uh, kind of coming back, I, I can see why the kind of AWS engineers might like this, right? I can see this, you know, there's that typical, there's a stereotypical view that, you know, uh, engineers and developers kind of, there's a certain amount of distance they want to keep, They, you know what I mean? Um, and they like that kind of um, slightly kind of um, ambiguous kind of kind of form of maybe form of, of communication. But I mean, generally, what, what are you kind of, what's the feedback you're getting from job seekers around using this type of kind of technology is it and how does it maybe compare with traditional kind of like just for instance just picking up the phone or or emailing and you know where does it sit in that kind of now what would be a very large pantheon of of communication tools that are out there well the reason that we we started with chat was because we were having trouble getting people to even open emails and um getting people to answer the phone is really really difficult especially in the U.S. where, uh, you know, if I call you and my phone number doesn't uh, come up as somebody you know, I'm likely to get screened. Almost all the phones come with some kind of phone screening app that, that's designed to tell you, hey, this might be, a, you know, some kind of commercial call, don't take it. 
So uh, we started doing chat to get around that. What we found out was uh, SMS and, and chat messages. You have uh, about 91% of those get read within three minutes of when you send them. So you know the first step, if you're trying to recruit somebody, is to be able to communicate with them. Uh, SMS does that very well. It gets through. The thing that we found that, that most companies weren't doing right with SMS is they were broadcasting SMS like, uh, I've, we've got a great job. Are you interested? Follow this link. And uh, we found that that didn't work really well in SMS. Most people ignored that, felt like that was spam. But if I sent you a message that said, hey, I'm a- Alex, I'm a recruiter. I'm here to, uh, you know, I've got a- an opportunity for you. Are you interested? And they could reply to the message and actually have a conversation with a person. They liked that a lot. And so we, uh, our, our customer SAT scores or our, our job seeker SAT scores, we average about 4.8 on a scale of five. Um, we get a few people that, that usually are mad because we told them no, <laughs> you know, they, they're not qualified or whatever, but uh, most of the people that we, uh, we talk with um, love the experience and the immediacy of, uh, you know, knowing where they stand and getting their questions answered right away. And is it that immediacy that, that, that makes a difference? Um, oh, I, I, and do you find that, you know, that, people kind of come back to the, the SMS conversation? Do they leave and come back? Is there much of that kind of goes on as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mentioned we've been doing chat for a couple of years and we still have people from two years ago that we had a recruiting conversation with come back to us and go, well, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I decided to quit at the company I was working at. Do you have any other jobs available for me? And we're not a job board, so we don't really have, unless we're lucky enough to have a customer in that neighborhood, we don't really have an answer for those people other than, you know, you can you can go look on a job board. Um, but we do have people come back to these conversations over and over. For the recruiters where it's been pretty priceless, has been um, had weird situations crop up. We had one lady, I remember... Uh, from late last year who applied for was uh, going to an interview at a very, very large warehouse uh, from an e-commerce company we all know. And uh, she got dropped off by Uber on the wrong side of the building and had a mile and a half walk to get around to the entrance of the warehouse. <laughs> and so she chatted us up and said, Hey, I'm, I'm, she told us about her problem via chat. So we were able to hunt down the, the uh, recruiter and let them know. And I think they drove a forklift around the building to pick her up. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Um, <laughs> I think we all know who that, cust- that, that client might well be as well. Um, now, obviously the the podcast is really, we try to, we try to talk a little bit about marketing on occasion. Um, sure. And, and, I, and I'd be interested to know kind of where this fits into recruitment marketing. And if you've got any examples of where this may well fit into kind of recruitment marketing, um, you know, does this kind of play a role in, in kind of top of the funnel awareness? Does this play uh, in retention? Does this, where does this play on in consideration? You know, you know, if we kind of taken those kind of traditional kind of marketing funnel types kind of scenarios, does this, does this kind of, can this play a role in that? Um. I think it really, it really, really does. The first thing that, that uh, we do is we really do improve the, the performance of the entire recruitment marketing funnel. You know, if you look up at the top of the funnel, we have the job boards and all of the, um, the, the traffic that the job boards deliver. And um, by responding to that traffic immediately, we, we really do plug a couple of big holes in the funnel that, that leak a lot of the best candidates out. Um, and it's no different than sales. If you, you go slow responding to leads and sales, uh, nothing good happens, right? <laughs> um, 
if you respond slowly to candidates in the recruiting world, it's the same thing. The best candidates are going to get offers and take jobs somewhere else before you even get a talk to them. Um, if you go back to that example of the AWS engineers, um, the people that got hired for that job, uh, you know, since they're across the hall, I get to talk to them occasionally. And uh, the people that got hired for that job, they hired two of them. Both of them started getting calls from other companies a week or two after they had already started their new job. And so, you know, back to speed really makes mm -hmm. a big difference in the performance of any marketing uh, anywhere. And it's no different in recruiting mar recruitment marketing. So we, we fit really at the top, uh, you know, kind of plug into you, you acquire your, your traffic and your applicants up at the very top of the funnel with job boards and job fairs and all those things. But we fit in right after that because we're able to optimize the first two or three steps down the hiring funnel and really accelerate those and make them less leaky. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that also has um, a knock-on effect to uh, the end client's employer brand, right? Because this is something that they can look great on. They can kind of kind of already demonstrate their expertise to the, these potential job seekers or these job seekers and candid potential candidates here, right? That's it must play a big part in that. Yeah, I, I think it really makes a big difference. We're seeing with our clients that that they get very high scores from their. Uh, you know, when they do any kind of like a, uh, there's an employer version of the net promoter score, ENPS, uh, we, we tend to see uh, much more net attraction uh, when we, we apply chat uh, to the funnel. Um, you got to remember a lot of what the, this process we have is competing with is uh, a slow email and phone call driven process that takes three to six weeks before you ever even have human to human contact. And, and so, um, you know, it really is a, a totally different process that goes a lot faster. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're yielding better results. And, and we're definitely seeing that in just how, uh, how rapidly we're picking up new customers this year with the new, the new product we've got. It's, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, it, it's a fascinating almost, and I, I don't want to describe it as a backward step, but it's it's kind of I guess it's, it's it's an evolution, right? Because you know the wow. the way way everything seems to be going, this becomes automated. We do it, we, hence chatbots, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you've taken some of the philosophy of that and then just kind of rolled it back slightly. They're saying, well, let's put a human in there because you know in the end people deal people like dealing with humans um and uh it's an interesting kind of position that you've kind of taken as opposed to a lot, probably a lot of your competitors who are straight up chatbot providers basically well i think I, I i agree with you completely and and the uh one one mistake that a lot of us make with uh recruiting and, and we do this in marketing to a certain extent is is we spend a lot of time processing uh and processing you know, in, in recruiting, we process resumes and we, we spend a lot of time looking at qualifications and we don't talk to people. And, and sometimes, um, and I'll, I'll give you an example, we see about 12% of the candidates that we get have something inaccurate on their profile. So they applied for this job when indeed they applied for a truck driver job when indeed, and it says that their CDL license expired. With a human talking to them, we're able to go, Hey, it says your uh, CDL's expired. Is that accurate? And then they, the candidate's able to say, "Oh no, no, I got that renewed. It expires, in, you know, in uh, 2024." And we're able to recover a candidate that the bot uh, or an AI would have just screened out um, because it had bad data. So I, I think there's a, a lot of benefit to, to maybe not over processing people. I think um, 
And one of, one of my friends in the business made a joke on a, another podcast I was on where he said, you know, you process chicken, you don't process people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point, right? I mean, um, and it does. And I think also it's one of the ways that maybe we can kind of give recruiters a, you know, a better opinion and a better kind of out, outlook on, on the, on the, in, uh, and of the industry, because recruiters tend to get looked upon as kind of like secondhand car salesmen. And, you know, I mean, you know, they have that, kind of, which is completely wrong. You know, I mean, it does, it's not that the industry is not like that anymore. And this is one of those. No, ways I think it's no maybe, different than yeah. it's. Yeah. It's no different than sales though. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. sales, sales gets a bad rap too. And some of the most professional, competent people I know have been in sales and you find the same thing in recruiting. There's a lot of consummate professionals there. Yeah. I mean, um, I, uh, Mike, thank you very much for for being on a podcast. Uh, I think it's a great kind of tool, um, and I like the 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 human to human kind of contact thing that's going on in there. And I, I like that term. I like that human to human. I think I'm going to kind of kind of use that a bit more often. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on board uh, the podcast, Mike. Um, what we'll do is we'll include all your details in the show notes so everybody can get in contact and uh, maybe even book a demo uh, if they wanted to um, on the website. Uh, so thank you very much again. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed being here. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock, and I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time. The Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.